This is a Neil Prendeville Show production for Cork's Red FM. The Neil Prendeville Show on Cork's Red FM. Jamie Nagel got on stage one day and he forgot to get off. I was besotted with him. He was the love of my life. We had this magical wedding coming up. Like, my life was perfect. And as the saying goes, if something is too good to be true, it probably is. And it was. When I was wiping my own blood off the wall, I was literally looking at it going, this is not okay. This is a story about love and trust gone wrong. I'm trying to tell a toddler that her father is gone. That's the thing that ever had to do. I'm Jamie Nagel. I was born in 1993, and then everything went to. Jamie used to always say to me, "You couldn't make it up. You couldn't make this up." Previously, they had just launched an events company, and he said prior to that he had been running his own stage school. It made no money. These guys were millionaires, according to Jay. They, they had more money than think. The last time I saw the bank account, there was 890,000 euros. And I just never forget the look on her face. My mum knew. My life was like a movie at this point. But at one point, Aaron had said that to thank Jamie for all the work, he was actually going to send him a little gift of 250,000 pounds because he was that rich, right? But we never, we never got it, okay? And... I was like, there's something going on. So Jamie was like, look, I'm over in London tomorrow. I'm going to go into the banks and see what's going on with the accounts. And, you know, when he was over, he was ringing me saying, look, I'm in the bank. And they, they said, there's nothing. You know, we, we've checked all everything to make sure, you know, there, there's nothing should be stopping the money coming in. But it's just not coming in. Like, it was literally a mystery why money had stopped going in. Myself and Jay, because we didn't get married, we decided we were going to have another baby. We planned baby number two. Straight away, I was pregnant. I was quite sick at the start again. But I kind of managed it a bit, a bit better this time because I knew what to expect and stuff like that. Mm. But all this was going on in the background then, you know, money wasn't going through. And, you know, you know, my business was up and running at this point. I was pregnant while working, but I was grand. You know what I mean? Like it was already on and the pregnancy was fine. Um, I had hired someone. So my business was obviously doing quite well. So there was at least that. Like, the, the Irish account was okay. My money was going into my business account, and we had that. But well, we used to be able to use the card for the HSBC account with the uh, one million plus no. in it. No. The very first time we noticed is I had planned a trip to Kildare Village. I was just around about three months pregnant. I was over my sickness. I planned with the girls to go to Kildare Village. They kind of said to me, look, spend whatever you like. Enjoy your day. Christ love, I had a great day. Yeah. So I went up and I went into the first shop and I went to guess and I went to purchase a bag and a coat and the card was declined at the counter. I was like mortified. And then I was like, you know, the way that happens sometimes when the card isn't familiar with where you are. So I rang Jay and I was like, Jay, you have to ring them. I was like, I'm standing here now. And he was like, look, just use your business card for the moment and I'll give you the money back on Monday. And I was like, but sure, none of the transfers are working. He was like, they'll be grand after the weekend. I'll have it sorted. Don't worry. Just pay out of your own business account and I'll pay you back. And I was like, I actually started crying up in Kildare Village and I thought it was just because of my hormones. But I was like, I was just so embarrassed. And I was like, this I just felt in my gut. I spent two and a half grand in Kildare Village. I bought shoes for nearly 600 euros. For no reason, just because like, I was like, oh, sure, look, I get it back next week. 
but it turns out that things are going to be far from straightforward. I got an email from Aaron saying, Ta, CPS, I think they're called in the UK, want and, and HMRC wants to talk to Jamie. He needs to get a flight over here for a meeting with them in the morning. I had no idea who these people were. And I was like, who are they? And he was like, look, basically, they are looking into myself and Jamie's financial affairs. The week we say, we, week or so before that, we started noticing that we were trying to do bank transfers for things and nothing was going through. He gets this email that they want to meet with him. And he has to go over. It's only going to be for a day. Make sure he brings a suit. And when he came in and I said it to him, I was like, okay, CPS and HMRC want to meet with you tomorrow. And Aaron says, look, he, he's going to book your flights and everything. Um, you just need to get there. And he just, he genuinely was white, right? right. Like he looked like he was going to just collapse. Because the revenue in the UK and the equivalent of the Irish GPP wanted to meet him. There was no mention of police, though, was there? No. Okay, okay, okay. So they said it was nothing major. They just wanted to clear up a few things. So on he goes to London the next morning, and I was a bag of nerves because I didn't really know like how serious these things were or whatever. And it just started to get crazy. So... Aaron was texting me when Jay was inside being interviewed and he was kind of explaining to me like what these people do and you know he was literally telling me oh I have my forensic accountant that's coming on board because he's he's literally a genius and his name is Greg Greg is going to help us through this he's gotten me out of so many hairy situations before you know I, I, Aaron was like look I will admit in the past I I was caught doing some money laundering from years ago and you know I you know I promise it's not the same this time but maybe because he's doing business with me there's a lot of red flags being raised and this is all by email again is it? this is email uh, WhatsApp so (laughs) it turned out they were investigating Jamie for potential money laundering because they were saying basically that because he went from nothing so much money so quickly there was red flags being raised for all this money and the fact that it was you know he was working with Aaron Aaron was paying him they thought they were in coots together yeah. doing this money laundering yeah. you know he was in every day Aaron would give me a play by play of what was going on when Jay was inside Jay would come out and tell me what happened so this right? is going on for a number of days then this went on for three weeks Jay, we have to try and sort money. And then I was still talking to Aaron and Aaron was kind of like, look, don't worry. Aaron had said he was in Ireland. He was in Cork and he was visiting. Jay had apparently gone out to meet him and stuff like that. And they were going to meet me at some stage. And then this HMRC scandal happened. So both of them had to go back to London. But while Aaron was in Cork, he was saying that he had brought his two little girls over with him and his mother-in-law, who he got along with really well. At this point, Aaron was like, look, my mother-in-law has brought cash on her because she came over. She drove over. So she has 
cash on her. I can't remember, was it 15 or 50,000 pounds anyway, right? I'm going to say 15. I think it was around that. And he was like, look, I will get her to drop this to you. I will give you her number and you can kind of liaise with each other when it suits to drop the money. I messaged her anyway and um, explained where I lived. I sent on my address. Anyway, it was going on for like a day or so and she said that, oh, I'll drop it down later. But it just so happened that I was going to be out. I was like, look, I'm going to be gone for a few hours and stuff like that. But look, if she wants to leave it somewhere, I was saying to Aaron and Aaron was like, yeah, look, I'll tell her where, you know, where Jamie's described where the house is. I will tell her where to leave it. Leave it in the back shed or something like that. I was like, great. This is great. At least, you know. That's a huge cushion. I think it was actually the next day. Couldn't find anything. I was like, Aaron, there's nothing there. Like, definitely not. And he was like, oh, there definitely has to be. So I actually took a video. Like, I videoed, and I actually videoed my mom looking in the shed with a flashlight and everything, just, you know, <laughs> trying to find this money in a bag, a black bag, apparently, like a black makeup bag or something. So he was like, look, leave it with me. I will get on to her and I will find out where she left it. So he comes back and he says, um, no, she said she definitely left it, but she left it under a plant pot. Your house is the yellow house. And I went, what? I was like, Aaron, ours is a red brick cottage. I said, there's only two houses on the row of lodges. There, they were lodges, I said. There's mine, which is the red brick, and the neighbours at the end of the road, which is the yellow house. And he was like, I don't believe it. She's after leaving it. She's actually after leaving it in the wrong house. And I was absolutely snapping out. I was like effing and blind and everything. Like I'm heavily pregnant now. I knew the neighbours worked. So I knew they were gone for the bones of the working day. So I drove down, went up. There was a lovely little dog at the house and everything. And I was like, right, I'm going to be either mauled to death by a dog or something. But anyway, the dog was friendly. So I went and I knocked at the door. I shouted in the letterbox. I looked in the windows. Nobody there. So I'm there texting Aaron. I'm like, Aaron, can you just tell me where she left it? And he was like, he described this kind of plant pot. He said, she said it's under, there's a series of plant pots and it's under the largest one with like a pattern on it or something like that, right? A very specific description of this plant pot. So I go around the side of the garden anyway, and I'm walking around and next minute I see the plant pot that he described and over this big plant pot with this passion on it. And um, he was like, be careful, it's heavy. And I lifted it up, nothing. I was like, Aaron, there's nothing here. I checked every pot, every pot. I looked in the drain pipes. I was literally this poor person's house, their back garden. I scoured it. I scoured it. My hands were filthy dirty because I was literally digging, like pulling plant pots because the garden was quite overgrown. So like it wasn't a well-kept garden. It was just, it was just muddy and it was a mess. Like, so I'm just like going through this garden and nothing. And you're you're pregnant. You've you've got enough going on without this kind of yeah. stress or worry or anxiety sure. being loaded yeah. upon you. So okay. My poor parents um were down in most days because I suffer from really bad um pelvic pain during pregnancy because of the weight and sometimes it's very painful for me to even 
get up and walk around. You know, when it was getting bigger and bigger, it was the same on my daughter. Like, it was getting harder and harder. And then the girl that was working for me, God love us, she held the fort for me. And she, she really knew, like, I, I would have been lost without her. Like, I was sick with worry every day. It was like a movie. Like, you know, I knew all the people in the room. I knew all the people that were being interviewed. Aaron was giving me tables. Then Greg started contacting me because he needed information from me. Then there was one day they told me that in one of the interrogations, they were going to have to call me to confirm dates of when the business was set up, etc. So I was at home, literally sweat dripping off me and... Jay would ring and he'd be like, Kathleen, can you confirm the date that we started the business? And I'd be like, oh, you know, and I, I had it all in front of me. And you're on, and and you're sure on speaker, was... you're on speakerphone. I'm on speaker, yeah, okay. but yeah. I can't hear anyone else. It's only Jay talking. And he's like, you know, he's like, you, you won't be talking to anyone else. It'll just be me. And he was very formal when he rang. I was sick with stress. I was so stressed. And all I kept thinking about was my poor baby, like, because... You know, you know, they say like the stress isn't good for the baby, and of course, I had that to worry about. And then I, my poor daughter, who I felt like I was nearly neglecting because I was so involved in this, I was on the phone twenty four seven, talking to people, like talking to Aaron, talking to Jay. You know, he'd FaceTime me at night when he got back to the hotel and give me the rundown of day and you know like Aaron was saying you know like that Jay was such a stellar guy like he was amazing and you know Aaron was like getting into real in-depth like conversation with me about you know he's like I feel like Jay is my brother and he was like did you know that Jay saved my life and I was like what do you mean he saved your life and he was like literally saved my life he was like we went to get the train one day he said this is going back a few months ago you know and I was having a really low time when the marriage broke down and he was like I, you know I didn't know what I was going to do and he said we were standing waiting for one of the, the underground trains in London and he said I just thought I was going to jump and I kind of leaned forward and he said, Jay grabbed him and Aaron had told Jay that uh, that he just felt weak and that he nearly passed out. She didn't tell him that he was actually throwing himself and he said he actually, like, he wet himself, you know, because of the fright. They had this kind of bromance going on. Did you, you ever know, ask I, Aaron if you could ring him? Yeah, I did lots of times and he'd always say, like, I'll ring you later, I'll ring you later. And, like, I used to leave Aaron's voice notes on WhatsApp and I'd be like, Aaron, waiting to talk to you, do you know? Like, but because he spoke so much, like, it was just hard. And I used to question Jay and Jay was like, I was just on the phone to Aaron 10 minutes ago and I'm like, but can Aaron ring me? Do you know what I mean? Like, And he'd show me, like, the call, like, he'd show me that he had Aaron up on his phone on his last diet, like, because I was getting a bit, like, well, hey, like, this is weird. But still, I, because, like, I trusted Jay so much. Like, I put all my trust in him. And I never had a reason, really, even though it sounds like I did. Like, there's so much in between. I never had a reason, really, to doubt him. So we're at the the investigations in London. Did, yeah. did that come to an end then? Yeah, so um, the synopsis was that they, they had agreed that they were happy to release the funds back to us, but that he was going to have to change the business and he had to provide like a business plan of what he was doing and all this. He was going to change the business name, which he did. And he called it Big Red Global. Now, Big Red was a cockerel that my dad owned. So my dad had chickens, okay? And he had a cockerel called Big Red. And Big Red was pain in the ass. 
obviously you used to pack everyone that would come in. So, um, they live in the countryside, so he thought like Big Red was a, a great name. So we went with Big Red Yoga and there was like this heroic moment at the end where Aaron was telling me that Jay stood up in front of everyone, you know, saying all I want to do is get home to my baby or my baby and my fiance and, you know, I do everything with her to make sure that, you know, everything is legitimate and above board and all this and we're all like, Thank God he's coming home after three long bloody weeks. So he comes back anyway and they said that the money because they had to go through so many different checks and various departments and stuff like that, because it was a large amount, that it wouldn't be released back for some time. Now, in this time, Jamie got introduced then by Aaron to this guy called Jamal. Right? Jamal was from Dubai. He was from the UAE, and he was a property developer in London. And he liked the idea of Jamie's new business plan, and he wanted to work with Jamie as well. So he started throwing kind of work Jamie's way. And again, now, bearing in mind, no accounts have been unfrozen yet. This is going to take a couple of weeks, but we had to look forward to it. The forensic account of Greg was on to me constantly. Jay is kind of getting me to do up invoices for payment for Jamal and all these prices and stuff like that. So give me an idea as to the amounts of the invoices that you were drawing up. So I could be sending six at a time. To Jamal, and they could be two or three hundred thousand a pop, you know. Um, like sometimes they were a couple of million. How, how are you feeling when you were sending invoices out from your partner's company for a couple of million at a time? Must have felt, did you feel great? Did you feel worried? No. At this point, I didn't because we had nothing in the bank account, and I'm the kind of person if I can't see it in front of me, it doesn't exist. So, this is all on paper now. This house was running. It was a country house with 17 acres of land. Now, it did need another probably 500 grand thrown into the whole project, but we didn't care. We actually had an architect in Cork and everything looking at this property with us. We were out in the property loads of times. We were with the estate agents. Like, you know, it was all full steam ahead. Like, we were planning. We were going to houses with the architect to get ideas. Like, it was very full on, like... It was really, really full on. And that was what excited me was the house because it was just so, so beautiful. Like, it was stunning. It was my dream home. We had placed um, the offer on the house. The asking price originally was 700,000 and then, so we offered 800,000. If he had asked for 900,000, I wanted it. Like, it was going to be my house. So we were like, yes. Now, I had explained to them that look, there was issues with the banks in the UK at the moment. That's why the transfer hadn't gone through. But I said to them, look, if we can get you maybe like a bank statement or something like that, just to prove that the money is in the account. And he was like, that would be perfect. It would just, so we can just put a hold on it so that we know that, look, it is coming. They were happy with the bank statement we sent. So the last bank statement from HSBC said that we had 29 million in our HSBC account. How did, how did you feel about 29 million in your bank account? I actually, I, I know it sounds crazy at this time and everyone's listening. I actually didn't feel anything because I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it in the bank account. I hadn't access to the account, so I didn't feel anything. And I knew I wouldn't feel anything until I saw that money or that money was transferred and, you know, the the, the estate agent got on and said, yeah, we got the money. So 
along comes Jamal anyway. Jamal is very demanding in the work he wants with Jay. So Jay is over and back to London, over and back to London, over and back to London. And eventually it comes to the point where Jamal is emailing me and he's saying it would be so much better if you guys lived here. So first I was like, oh, I don't know. And then Jay was kind of like, he didn't say much. He was very good at um, planting the seeds and kind of leaving it grow and just standing back. So he kind of said a few things for like, you know, how much, like, again, his obsession with London. And um, at one point, Greg, the accountant, had been on to me and said, look, you actually need to sign a form, but I need it signed quickly. So you're going to have to come over with Jamie for a day and get it signed. So we said, look, we'll go on a little, a day or two on a little holiday. And, you know, it'll be a break for me as well. And we'll go over and get it signed. So what was supposed to be a day, I think, turned into a week that we ended up spending in London. And I was kind of enjoying it, you know, because it was a break. Um, and we stayed in a really nice kind of apart- uh, hotel apartment thing. And Greg was supposed to meet me in the lobby one evening to give me this document to sign. And Jay was actually out as well. He was out, he was meeting Jamal. So I was in the room and then Greg texted me and he said, look, I've had to fly off. I've left the form in reception for you to sign. I'll catch you later. Five minutes later, Jay comes in the door and I said, Jay, there's a form in reception. Greg left there and he was like, oh, are we not supposed to meet Greg? And I was like, yes, I was. But he left the form in reception. He's like, grand, look, I'll go down and get it. So he comes back up. It was just a stupid form. There was no big jargon on it. It was just boxes like, you know, whatever. And I just signed it and it just had an X where I signed here. So I signed it. The rest of it was completely blank. That's all I remember. And I gave it back and he was like, oh, you know, I'll give it to Greg later. I'll be seeing him or whatever. And Jay was in and out the whole time I was in London. So we came back and then Jamal was like God it was so much better when you guys were here it was easier to catch so in the space of all like, of that yeah. week you never met Jamal uh, never were brought out for no, drinks or, or dinner or anything yeah. like that yeah. you, and you don't know it what you s- from- yeah you don't know what you signed either no no idea in this time because of the difficulty with the transfers because it was such a large amount of money Greg had his accountant Haley and another accountant in his office Mark dealing with me um, trying to get all this sorted and there was just lots of tweeting and throwing and then they would say like look tomorrow the money is going to be transferred it's definitely going through then there'd be an issue money wouldn't go through then oh this needs to be signed we need Jay to come over to our office and sign this and then it'll go through and this literally went on for weeks and weeks we came back still no money then Jamal was saying look you guys this will all be sorted If if you want to come to London I can set you up at a place. Look, I've loaded the property. When Jay was away for the three weeks, the people in Cork that he had been dealing with who were working for him and stuff like that hadn't got paid their money because all our accounts were frozen, so nobody was getting payment for anything. The vans that he had rented for the digital signage system business, when he was in London, they had a fella about six foot tall in a big black coat come banging on the door looking for money while he was in London and there's me like heavily pregnant and this dude is at the door looking for Jay and looking for money and I am like literally I was trying to explain the situation to him Coming up on You Couldn't Make This Up When we got to London Aaron got arrested 
he always needed money. Like, he had 20 bank cards from every single bank. Like, he always needed money. Uh, just a quick, um, I suppose, run through, just to let you know that everything is legit. Like, I've gone to the point where I can't lift my daughter into her cot because I'm in so much pain. This is a Neil Prendival Show production for Cork's Red FM.